Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Good evening, everyone. Oh, it didn't loop. It did loop. loop. We win. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Nice. Technical issues. Uh, Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Off the Cut episode 73. We're up in Toronto. Today is known as Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. But here in Ohio, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day, caviar. Oh, nice. So when you hear caviar, do do you have... Anything that immediately comes to mind? Because I do. But I want to hear if you have anything that comes up, Zach. Yeah, well, I'm thinking like the Monopoly Man. <laughs> oh, Just, why is that? Why like, is that? It, Well, it's, caviar is super high class. I remember all the cartoons when I was a kid. They would always have the rich people eating caviar. But it was like the, the, the black caviar, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So your association with caviar is... Probably the the equivalent of mine of like, man, I am never going to reach a status in life in which I'm going to even be allowed to eat this. Exactly. Right. Somebody and, would run and tackle me if I tried to eat the caviar. Right. It's like the it's like eating gold or eating diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So have you had it before? No, I haven't. Well, okay. So I've never had the black caviar, but as producer Derek here is showing pictures on screen, I've definitely had the red caviar, which I would call roe. I think I've had that in. That's what it is. Su- yeah, I've had that in sushi before. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. But if I'm not mistaken, they call it by a, a different name, or maybe it's like a different style. I've heard of like misago. It's like oh. M-I-S-A-G-O or something like that. Okay. I have no idea if it's any different, but it's like yeah, neither do I. little itty bitty, teeny tiny, like almost like ballpoint pen bearings. Yeah. Yeah. That they like top on top of your sushi rolls. Yes, exactly. And well, sometimes they're in the sushi roll too. They're like weirdly, they have such a weird, interesting texture oh, to them. Pop. Yeah, yeah. They pop yeah, in yeah. your mouth. Yeah. Yummy. But. I don't think they have a super distinguished flavor. No, they're pretty salty. mild. A little salty. Yeah. I've always assumed that the black caviar, in my mind, and I'm again, I'm basing this on absolutely nothing, has a, would have like kind of like an olive or a, like a black olive or a smoky taste to it. Right, right, right. But that's literally based on nothing other than its appearance and maybe something that I've learned from children's cartoon shows okay so i googled it masago and caviar are both fish roe also known as fish eggs okay however only the roe from a sturgeon fish is true caviar okay so it's often like misunderstood as people call roe caviar misago, but technically it can only be true caviar if it's from sturgeon. Okay. Is so. a sturgeon a nice fish? I've never, I mean, I've never met one, <laughs> but I've never like, 
uh, what's a good example of like a fancy fish, like a puffer fish or something like that, whereas you might have a more common grade tuna or salmon. Yeah, or or tilapia. Tilapia, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I believe salmon used to be considered like in uh, like a very low class fish, and it's been slowly worked on by a PR team over the last 20 to 30 years. Huh. And it's pushing its way up the charts. Is that lobster? lobster? Yeah, yeah, lobster, yeah. same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, but people, if you go out to the east coast of Canada, they call them bugs because a lobster is just a big bug that lives under the sea. Yeah. The sea bug, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can see why someone might think it was like a low-class food. Yeah, like a like a low-class podcast like the green suitors podcast yeah exactly yeah. exactly i just had the displeasure of finishing their podcast i was making dinner and i thought my ears were gonna bleed <laughs> it was awful did they talk trash about us oh yeah oh, <laughs> sure did but they say that uh something about us like killing puppies or torturing puppies or something like that so yeah well that's accurate oh yeah i know <laughs> going to say at least get your facts straight guys you know <laughs> we don't kill puppies we torture them that's what we yeah. do on here for but, the enjoyment of our audience yeah, that's what we do with our patreon money mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so i wanted to ask you about so speaking of annoying podcasts um mm -hmm. the green suitors podcast available on apple and spotify have you noticed a huge uptick in the last let's call it four to eight weeks of the podcasts that you enjoy listening to. They now have these like random ass ads that get thrown in. Uh, yeah, I would actually say it's been a little bit longer than that for me, but there uh -huh. must be some sort of ad by program that's going around. Cause I've noticed that there's a really annoying thing that happens with a lot of podcasts I listen to. Yeah. And I think it must be because I'm a Canadian and it's a much smaller market here. Sometimes uh -huh. they will play the same ad back to back. Oh, they'll be like, Hey yeah. Canadians, you know, what's great. This new bubbly water that's on sale right now at the local blah, blah, blah. And then it'll do the whole ad. It'll either do a different ad and then come back to that one. Or we'll literally do the same ad back to back. Uh-huh. Now, Zach, you might not know this one, but Derek, mm -hmm. I think you might. Do you remember in it's probably like 2000 to 2005 era? So it was like 15, 20 years ago. There, It was when Axe Body Spray first came out. Oh, and there yeah, was a competitor called Bod Body Spray. That I don't remember. And whenever they had a bod body spray commercial, it would play at minimum four times. Just repeat itself. It was like on, a seven, eight second commercial on TV. On TV? Yeah. Wow. And then their tagline was like, girls, they'd be like, I want your bod. Right. Yeah, so I if anybody that. wants a throwback, look that up. Derek, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember them. Did you always hear it on excessive repeat? Um, I don't recall, but I, I do remember it, so I must have heard it a lot. Right? Huh. I, I want to say there was another brand that was like that was a competitor with Axe, but I can't remember their name. I follow this account on on my personal Instagram page. 
that's just like 90s retro commercials. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one is still the like the Sears Kenmore air conditioners when they're like, it's a scorcher. Like, Zach, you've probably never seen it. Probably never hit the no. Canadian market. Isn't but, that great, though? There's like local market advertisements. I remember that right. was a thing oh, yeah. back in the day. Like you would see really crappy ads for local used car lots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love local ads. Yeah, but you don't see local ads anymore. It's because, it, and it's especially no. interesting now too, because the barrier to entry would be so low, and you could actually target it better than they could back in the day. Yeah, there's no reason you couldn't have hyper localized used car dealership ads on YouTube right. or on Instagram, but they don't really do it for some reason. You got to watch the local news. That's where they're at. Oh mm. yeah, that's probably my problem. I don't watch local news. Yeah. Come on down to Jim's taxidermy. If we can't <laughs> stuff it, nobody can. <laughs> like those kind of things. Oh man. I can't I can't hear the word taxidermy now without thinking about Jeffrey Dahmer, the Dahmer show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've talked on on the podcast about the like the people who stuff like rat rat and mice. And like mm-hmm. dress them up and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, man, that's yeah. good stuff. But <laughs> God, see, this is how the podcast works. We get off on tangents. What I was trying to bring up was, I, I feel like all these different podcasts, like you said, have gotten on some sort of new like ad buying platform or something. Yeah. And then I know, um, Derek, you listened to Shop Sounds, right? With yeah. Keith and uh, and Jason. That so, was. Oh, that was that brutal was episode. That one. was rough. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, what did so I miss? They, the, so they addressed it. They had gotten um, basically like invited to put their podcast on iHeartRadio. Okay. And I guess it's like an invite only platform. And so what I think is happening is all of these like bigger podcasts. Are, are getting invited to that platform and it m- yeah. maybe I'm not educated on it. It's like a newer podcast venture for them and they just haven't figured out the ads yet. And it is brutal. Yeah. They ran so, like two ads every 10 minutes or something. It was, uh-huh. I counted uh, 12 whenever I listened. But you know? so how, how does that work? You, you would hear those ads, even if you listen through a service that wasn't iHeartRadio. Right. Yeah. Oh, so I listen to everything through Spotify and it wasn't even like, you know, they're like, oh, and then we're going to take a quick break. It'd just be like, hey, Zach, how do you know? New Coca-Cola. Yeah, it was just like hard hit. Like you were like, oh, baby, this is rough. But so, Zach, the podcasts that you've noticed it on, are they Mm -hmm. bigger podcasts, smaller podcasts? I would say, yeah, like medium to large size podcast, probably bigger than, you know, your typical woodworking podcast. Like you would guess, you know, 10,000 plus listeners an episode. Yeah, 10,000 to like 100,000 type of range. Okay. If I just had to guess yeah. without seeing any like background analytics. Right. Yeah. That, that's got to be what it is, is that iHeartRadio is getting into it. I wonder. I think yeah, they're not and- the only one. I would be really curious to dig in behind the scenes and see how that works. Cause if they're embedding ads that are then being shown on other platforms, that means that they're somehow intercepting the audio files 
before they get uploaded and then they're redistributing them. So right. they must be paying some sort of exclusivity fee to the the creator. It's something. But I mean I mean let let's let's pull back the curtain. Um, let me pull it back. Uh, I got to imagine that this service like the iHeartRadio service that they're using, they probably become the host for they host yeah. where the the podcast gets put. And so they yeah. upload it to them, and then it sounds like an AI is detecting when it's going from one person speaking to the next, and then inserting yep. your yeah. ads in between conversations yes. that way. Yes, yeah, and evidently not doing a very good job of it either. <laughs> no, <laughs> so like let's, I'm, I don't mind sharing this because we don't run the ads, so it, it's not like we're no. telling people how much money we make on this. And even if we did, I I wouldn't be upset yeah. telling people. Oh, so. On our podcasting host thing, that's whatever we host it on Spotify, but then it automatically like kicks it out to Google and Apple and like all the other stuff. It's what a lot of people do. Um, if we insert an ad trying to tell people to like, hey, you can start your own podcast on Spotify or whatever, blah, 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 they will pay us $14. For every 1,000 people who listen to our show mm-hmm. um, on Spotify. And then if they listen to it like through Apple or anything like that, we get $10.99. Okay. Which means per episode, we might get like $14 to annoy <laughs> the piss out of you with these yeah. ads. Hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> like, no thanks. Right? It, really, it really does not seem worth it. Even if you were, uh, like, even if we were at the, like, the 10,000 listener mark, it still doesn't really seem worth it to me. I want to get, like, $140 an episode. Like, yeah, it's, like, big whoop. Like, it's not really, I don't know, it doesn't really move the needle. And in terms of, like, what it would cost the audience. So. Now, I do have to say that the the, the other guys over at um, Jason and uh, Keith. <clears throat> They, uh, what they did to correct it was very nice by giving the Patreons an ad free version, which combines right. their show, the main show, and the after show together. Right. I see. Well, that's, a, yeah. So that's I just nice. listen on that now. Yeah. yeah. They're nice guys. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they, if they had known that it wasn't, it was going to be like that, they wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not bashing shop sounds on no. other podcasts. No. We're just, I, we're just trying to, you know, talk about what's going on. Yeah. Really. Uh, it's interesting. So that so for anybody who doesn't know, that number that Eric just quoted is typically referred to as a CPM, the cost per million or the cost per thousand. Right. And we use that a lot when negotiating YouTube sponsorships, when negotiating Instagram partnerships. It's kind of like this social media metric that gets thrown around a lot. Um, it's like your like your worth as a media creator, if you want to exactly. call it. Exactly. Yeah, good good way to put it. And what I've heard is that podcasts generally generate the highest CPM because yeah. you know, as we as we've experienced, Eric, the the podcast audience is generally more engaged than say an Instagram audience or right. a YouTube audience. Right. Um, it's just, a, I don't know. It's like, uh, people who listen to the show, you people who are listening to my voice right now, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you listen to us for like a full hour at a time, two hours. If you listen to the after show, so you get to 
get a good sense of who we are and blah, 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 blah. Right. So generally podcasts command the highest CPM of any social media. And I've heard that it's kind of usually in the, like the 100 to $120 range. Right. So that means that Spotify in that scenario is taking, you know, let's just say nice round number, 90% of the revenue for oh, any yeah. ads they're selling through on your behalf, which is pretty crazy. Like YouTube is, what's YouTube? 60-40 split? Eh, I think it's around there, yeah. Yeah, it's or something close to, it's something close to 50-50, maybe mm-hmm. slightly towards the creator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of kind of interesting that the they think their distribution network is worth 90%. It's, I mean, it's just interesting that, like I listen to podcasts, I'm, you know, I don't think it's necessary to call any out that do that Spotify ad. And I'm like, oh man, you're getting, you're getting raked over the coals here on this one. Like yeah. you could go out and procure a sponsor and make 10 X that amount. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, obviously if you're going to go out and procure your own sponsor, there is you know, there's there's work added to that. You have to negotiate. Sure. You have to talk to people. You might not yeah. have a spot every week. So I understand why on some level you might want to take that. But it just seems like that's so low. Yeah. That, yeah. I, maybe, once, maybe once you become a bigger creator, maybe we don't know. We don't have access to it because we're just kind of a bottom feeder podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, we're not as bad as green suitors. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. But maybe we don't have the negotiating leverage some of these bigger ones do. Maybe once you get up into, you know, 10,000, 100,000 listens per episode, then you're able to negotiate a custom rate with Spotify. I don't know. So, yeah, just something interesting. Possible. Yeah. Just, I was just curious what, if you guys had noticed other podcasts yeah. doing mm-hmm. that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Hmm. At what point would you uh, take sponsorship on this one? Ooh. Oof, that's a good question. Uh, I don't so, know. For me, it's it's not about the, uh, the amount of money that my, myself or Zach receive. Yeah. It's the trade-off of the money we get versus the interruption that it gives the audience. Yeah. I think if Eric and I had a clear outline of something we could do to make the podcast significantly better. Right. And we're like, it's going to cost us like, you know, 300 bucks every episode, but it's really going to like kick the quality up for the, for the end listener. If some company came along and they're like, Hey, we'll give you 300 bucks an episode for a sponsorship. They're like, okay, well that might be a trade off worth discussing. Or if it allowed us to maybe record another episode every week or something like that. Like if there was some trade off where we could be like, okay, we're accepting the sponsorship to make an investment in the podcast, to make it better, to take things to the next level, then I might consider it. Right. But if like, Exactly. Yeah. It has to yeah. be a value add. Like if Starbond was like, hey, we'll give you $75 an episode to like hawk our CA glue. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, okay, let's, we, we've discussed this in the past. So I won't like, we'll, we'll not get too specific here. But if like, say a major tool retailer approached Rigid. us and, and yeah, yeah. Oh, God. or no, but like maybe somebody like who sold, uh, 
woodworking products. Like, let's just say, let's say for the sake of um, argument, Amazon came to us. Sure. And like, hey, guys, we want to sponsor your podcast. We'll let you do whatever you want. And then me and Eric did like, you know, like a tool of the week, like a it's cheap Amazon tool find of the week where we're like, hey, this is a cool thing. They'll make your woodworking better. And it's only five bucks or something sure, like that. Sure, sure, That might be kind of fun for the users. Might be a way for us to monetize it while still doing something, I don't know, fun. Yeah. Eh, just something we'd have to think about. It just, it becomes a trade-off. It's the same with, you know, doing a, a YouTube ad. Yeah. Somebody's like, hey, I'll give you 50 Uh-oh. bucks to place a mid-roll ad in your YouTube video. Like, no. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're going to put a huge dip in your video. You're going to piss people off and you got $50. Like, no, don't take that trade off. is not worth it. Yeah. But if you start getting commas in there, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I'd consider (laughs) that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons I started doing sponsorships was because on YouTube was because it allowed me to pay for a video editor. So I was like, okay, well now I can step up my production level. I can be working on the next video. while Bryson's editing the next YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. I mean, you're absolutely right. But so I, I think that that sums up some sponsorship stuff. I don't know how we got there from caviar, but we sure oh, did. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's a, knows? it's a, yeah. Fishing um, for that caviar sponsorship. Oh, right. That would do. Maybe. That'll we can do, do ASMR stuff like, like pop it in the mic pop. and be like, oh, yeah. that was a good one, baby. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I really want to reach out to Mark, Mark, our agent, and be like, do you happen to have any seltzer water sponsors? Because we would love. <laughs> Dude, I would kill to have a seltzer water sponsor. Yeah, I that would, would be fun. shill that stuff like crazy. Yes. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be a nice, easy integration, I think. Especially if it was bubbly. I think people would get a kick out of it. Just keep you right. swimming in it. Yeah, exactly. Just keep the cases coming. That's all <laughs> you need to do for us. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish. But. So we had talked about before we started the podcast, we we started chatting and then I had to kind of kill the conversation. I was like, guys, we got to talk about this on the show. Mm -hmm. So this last week, in preparation for this 3D printer that I'm allegedly getting. Yes. At the end of July. Is that when you were told about yours? I think he might have told me August. Okay. I I think he said they were like getting ready to prep it for the end of July or something. So maybe that means okay. we get it in August. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, I obviously have no ability to model 3d model, anything to print because I use SketchUp mm-hmm. and SketchUp because I'm cheap as hell. Um, the free version is, is web-based is trash. It is awful. And so if you get the SketchUp desktop version, you don't want to pay for it. The last thing that you can get is from 2017, which means they haven't updated it in almost six years. Wow. Nice. Um, So they like warn you like crazy, like, hey, there's a lot of vulnerability and security issues. Like, be careful. Don't use this software. (laughs) Um, And I've gotten to the point where like on my new MacBook, um, I had this on my old Mac too. If I'm on an external monitor, the dimensions are mirrored. So the only way I can look at the dimensions properly is if to look at on my native screen. And it's what? 
Yeah, it's a huge issue. If you look it up, like everybody that has like the Mac silicone has the issue. So oh wow, I was having okay. all these issues. It was pissing me off like crazy. I'm going to get this new 3D printer. And I was like, all right, you've been telling me that I need to try Fusion. Mm-hmm. So I, I started taking that Fusion, learn Fusion 360 in 30 days class that you told me about. Yeah, it's great, right? It was okay. I will admit at being... I'm pretty, pretty proficient at SketchUp. Like if mm-hmm. you want me to model just about anything like woodworking wise, that's not super curvy. I could knock it out pretty damn fast. Okay. I like lesson like one and two. I was like, Oh man, this is a little tough. Once I got to lesson, and these lessons are like seven, eight minutes long. Yeah. They're really quick. Once I got to lesson like five, I was already kind of like mentally being like, oh, I think he's going to go do this and then do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, I got it. (laughs) The first time that he showed, oh, and now I decided I actually want to make this thing like we were modeling a cell phone case, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, I actually want to make it one tenth of a millimeter thinner. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to redo all this work. You go one step. You press point one enter and it changes everything in the model. I was like, get SketchUp off my computer. I am <laughs> never using SketchUp again. And so the feature you're referring to is the parametric timeline, which I think right. we touched a little bit on this podcast before. But for people at home, basically, it's oh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe how it works. You basically you're going back and editing details and then fusion is updating your model to reflect all the later steps that you did on top of that first step. Right. Right. So let's think of an example. Like you're, yeah. uh, you're building a set. Okay. Kitchen cabinets. Okay. Right. Cause people are going to understand the gravity of this. Yes. In SketchUp, you know, you'd make your box, you'd make your toe kicks, you'd make your drawers, you make your drawer fronts. And that's what that's going to be like, what, 50 pieces or something like that there. And then in SketchUp, you go, actually, I want this cabinet to be a quarter inch taller. Mm -hmm. And then you go, oh, I now have to go back and change every damn piece in SketchUp to make sure that it's a quarter inch bigger. Mm-hmm. In Fusion 360, you just go to the spot that you made the cabinet, make it a quarter inch bigger, press enter, and everything updates automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Like Now, I will say I have run into some issues where because I'm a bit of a newbie, right. I didn't set up my models and this is something that I'm still learning is sometimes when it works it's beautiful when it doesn't work it's because you didn't set up your model in such a way that it's like self-referential right like when you uh like to, uh, to come back to your example if you didn't say okay I'm taking all my height measurements from the ground up Sure. When you make your cabinet that quarter inch bigger, it might then push the bottom of your cabinet down. Yes. So you have to make sure that you are uh, constraining your model 
in such a way that you can edit it later. And so you have to say, you know, let's say you say the side of your cabinet is 33 inches. Does that work out? That doesn't work out. But you say the side of your cabinet is 33 inches taller than the base of it. Right. Rather than just saying it's 35 inches off the floor, if that makes any sense. Right, right, right. So that you can have those cascading changes. It's a little tricky. You have to wrap your head around it. And there's all sorts of best practices that you have to adapt over time. So, But it's, it's super interesting. It's oh, And yeah. sometimes it makes more sense. Like, let's say you're doing, you know, again, a kitchen cabinet. Somebody goes, well, how big do I need to make the drawers? Well, if you're using side mount drawer slides, you know, it's half inch on each side. So you can just say, hey, the total width of the drawer is the interior width of the cabinet minus one. Yeah. And now no matter how big you make the cabinet, it's going to resize your box and you're done. Yes. Okay. That's a good example. But say you didn't do that and you're like, okay, the cabinet's 25 inches wide. I know I'll do... 25 minus one, and then I'll make my drawer 24 inches, and you just manually center it between the two walls of your cabinet. Right. Then, if you resize your box, it's not going to resize your drawer. Correct. Yes. And it might get a little funky. So that's why you have to be in the mindset that, okay, I need to set the size of my drawer based as like an offset of the size of my box. Right. It yeah. sounds really confusing, but I even if you have no ambition of downloading Fusion 360, honestly, check out that that course you told me about. It's free on YouTube, the Learn Fusion and Fusion 360 in 30 days. And just kind of watch how it works. Like it's yeah. really interesting. And you can immediately see how powerful of tool it is. And I'm gonna go out and say this. If you are at all interesting, interested in modeling things on the computer, don't even consider SketchUp. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to go back and do it all again, I'd skip SketchUp and go straight for Fusion. 100%. Um, did you, so did you end up paying for it? Because I did. I, oh, you did? No, I haven't done that yet. I'm still kind of muddling my way through the free version of it. So the free version you can get, so it's it's totally cloud-based. So everything is saved mm-hmm. in the cloud. You can only save, what, like 10 files or something? Yeah, you can have 10 projects on the go. But you can have unlimited bodies, as they're called, in every project. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. you could, you could eff- effectively have one file and have a dresser, a kitchen cabinet, a stool. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It'll run so, slower, but yeah. Yeah, it'll be a true. hell of a lot slower. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I got the, I don't know. It was like on some sale or something. It was like 30% off. I just paid for the whole year and it was like, I don't know, like two or 300 bucks or something. Oh, that's not bad. Cause I was looking at it and I thought it was like 700 or something for the year. So I was like, mm, I'll wait till I'm making, you know, a little bit of money right from now. 382. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. Eh, it's 30% yeah. off. So I just said F it, and I was like, I'll just buy the whole thing. Let's see, okay. did I pay three eighty two? Yeah, four ten twelve after tax, I guess. Okay, okay. That's what I paid. But you didn't go with the uh, what is it? The you get a, a free version of it as a startup. Oh no, I did, but then I was like, 
I'm going to use this. <laughs> I was like, I'll just right. buy it. Is there a difference between the buying it and that? There is. Know. There are a couple features. Uh, I only ran up against it when I was trying to edit somebody else's 3D model where oh. there was one feature that was locked behind a paywall where I was like, oh, that might be a little bit handy. I can't even remember what it was. But working from the ground up, I've never found an uh, area where I'm like, oh, I wish I had the paid version. Right, right. Yeah. So, Derek, you you said you've been using Fusion for like two years, right? Yeah. Did you learn this professionally or like did you take online classes or or what? I just started using it and figured it out as I went along. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how I've. I've always learned anything from Photoshop to, uh, you know, the other one we were talking about, um, right. SketchUp, SketchUp or any yeah. other program really. Yeah. Yeah. I think my only issue with the learn fusion in 30 days is it has you building a lot of stuff that you would like, if you're just looking as like a woodworker, right. You want to build cabinetry and furniture. You mm -hmm. would never use any of this stuff. Like I'm yeah. so I'm very, I, but Here's the thing. I was talking to Miranda about this. I was like, I think what I'm basically doing is probably learning beyond what I'm going to use. And then once I kind of go back to wanting to just build like boxes and stuff like that, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, this is so easy. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm almost becoming more proficient than I need to. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like you were saying earlier, you got that 3D printer coming in the mail pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And who knows, you might learn something by working on one of these tutorials where he teaches you how to make an ice cube tray. There might be something in there that does apply to woodworking that you wouldn't necessarily suspect at True. first. So, True. Or adjusting your phone model by 0.1 is the same as adjusting your cabinet by three inches down the line. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. And, um, like one of the early ones again is the how to make the ice cube tray. I could see something like that being beneficial for somebody like you where, cause part of that was how to do patterns on a surface. Yep. So you could have mapped out all your dog holes on your yeah. tabletop in like 10 seconds rather than manually placing them all like you would have to do in SketchUp. So yeah, that's, oh my God, doing patterns in SketchUp is a nightmare. Yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of wrapping my head around how to do it correctly in Fusion, but it's it's definitely a lot easier. So Zach, did you take yeah. the the new version, this Learn Fusion in 30 Days 2023 edition, or did you do the 2019 edition? I think I did the 2023 one because he's not done it yet, right? There's like he's only halfway through, I think. Correct. Yeah, I That's haven't done. You did? Yeah, and I'm not all the way done it either to be honest because i was just gotten so busy like actually using the, the the software now i'm kind of at that phase where i can do most of the basics and if there's anything that i need to do it's almost easier for me to just look it up that one specific thing rather than right. continuing on with this tutorial but i'll, I'll right. probably still finish it just for the sake of finishing it so you did the 2023 we you're not on the 2019 one no 2023 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious how different it was, but yeah. So I guess that's what's Derek. You got to pull it up. What's this guy's channel? What's his channel name? Uh, product design online. Go. 
Maybe we'll have uh, him as a guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I doubt it. Probably, <laughs> probably like, how much are you going to pay me? Kevin will be like, $14. <laughs> Check it. If you're interested in, in like kind of checking it out, this is not an affiliate. We get nothing off of it. No, Check just, that product design online. He yeah. also has, I, I saw paid courses that were like super in-depth, like specifically for woodworkers and like showing all like Adirondack chairs and and cool. desks and and dressers and stuff like that. I was like, honestly, I'll probably just pay the guy and take the class. Yeah, if he's got one specifically. Academy. Yeah. Cool. Because I'm at the point now in my life where that my honestly, my time is more valuable than anything. Mm-hmm. So could I learn all that stuff by piecemealing a bunch of random ass YouTube clips together for free? Absolutely, I could. Yeah. But I can just sit down and take someone's class that's very efficiently curated and pay like 100, 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay much, that all day long. How much is it, Derek? I don't, I bet you it's not even that much. Which I think he, I think he has like a monthly thing. It's like, oh, I see, seventy bucks a month, or you can pay like three hundred for like a lifetime, lifetime access, three ninety nine, or okay, an annual okay. access for two forty nine. Yeah, I go Easy. lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Might I just well. get lifetime. Well, you know? PDO, there's your free shout out. And this episode uh, sponsored by PDO. And Eric and I will be awaiting our free lifetime memberships in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't skip it because it's already over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, dude, that was such a good ad read. You can't Thank skip you. it because it's already over. <laughs> so, Zach, what have you been working on? Not much, man. I'm, uh, I've just been diving into editing that Nintendo Switch video. because So I was away for the weekend, so I didn't get uh-huh. much done. Uh, and now oh, Bryce it's your is- birthday, right? It was my birthday. It was my birthday. Happy yeah. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. So, and it was yours too. Mine was the well, third. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So it was between, cause I said happy belated birthday on the last episode, right? When did the last uh-huh. episode come out? Yeah. Okay. But now we are both officially one oh. year older. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I was away for four days, five days and now Bryson's away. So I'm full-time video editing to, to oh, get this one it? done. It's fine. I actually like it. He got most of the heavy lifting done for me. So now I'm just going in. I'm doing music. I'm doing all the little finish finishing touches. Uh, so I don't mind it too much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like and So then, I've been on the, the, the video editing train as, as well. Mm-hmm. I just get over it sometimes. Yeah. Well, I know it is. It's a bit of a slog at times. There are parts of the process that I absolutely love. I like the part that I'm at right now where I have most of a video edit on and I'm just kind of adding a little bit of seasoning on top. You know what I mean? A little spice. A little spice, you know, like, oh, maybe a little graphic here would be fun or maybe I'll do a little text on screen over there. Yeah, yeah. But the part where you're just sitting there and you're laying, you're like, okay, I got three hours of footage here and I got to cut this down to 20 minutes. You're like, oh, just kill uh-huh. me now. <laughs> that uh-huh. part I don't like. That's the part I don't like. So tell me about the project. You said, I watched your laptop cooling dock oh. thing today. Mm-hmm. Just me? You what? Oh, I was cutting out. A, I think it's me. Oh, okay. oh no, I think we're, I was cutting out a little bit a couple minutes ago. You guys are both pretty good for me, so. Okay, well, I'll just keep going. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I watched your laptop cooling 
deck video thing. That was pretty neat. Um, but you kind of alluded to the to the Nintendo Switch. So yeah. this was the one that you like 3D printed that that base thing for. So tell me more about yes. that. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. It was my first big 3D printing project. So it was all done in Fusion. Not all done in Fusion, but it was mostly done in Fusion. I did a little bit of woodworking right at the end. Um, and it, it was just kind of, you know, it's a little fun nerd project. It's very similar in kind of application to that laptop one, but it's much smaller, much tighter. I took a lot of lessons that I learned on that and condensed it down. So I think it'll be good. It's definitely a dork heavy video if I had to say something though. So once I'm done with this, I'm going to get into like a full scale woodworking project. Ooh, yeah, is this the dining table, the elusive dining table? I think I'm going to do the coffee table first because I really want to. It's going to be a coffee table redo, but it's also going to be my entire media center kind of living room redo at the same time. Are you going? Was this the one that you said you're going to like put like all of your uh, like audio peripherals in it? Yeah, I'm going to put all the electronics that aren't the TV inside the coffee table and then hide all the wires going up to it. So it'll be like a completely Ooh. seamless uh, seam. And I'll have some fun with hinges and stuff. So I think that'll be the what electronics thing you got into. going in there. I got, uh, well, I have the Nintendo switch that I just finished. I have a yeah. PlayStation five. I've got a audio video receiver. I've got a home media server or a home media computer. What do they call those? Yeah. Home media PC. I think that's what they call them. Uh, and then a whole bunch of other little things too. Like, you know, chargers okay. and cell phone chargers, blah, blah, blah. What do you think is going to be like the 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 one more thing like, whoa, you re release at the end. That's really going to get people. What do you think they're going to be most excited about? Yeah, with that one, that's a good question. I I think I might. Hmm. I think I tie it back to your switch somehow. Well, there'll be all sorts of plugs throughout it for like past projects. I'm ah. I'm wondering if I can I'm wondering if I can find a way to hide the audio visual stuff to like the fact that all the um wires will be hidden perfectly by a carpet so mm. that it's like um so it'll be I don't know. That's a good question cuz I I am very much on this kick now where I'm trying to like save bonus features for the end of the video to encourage people to watch the whole way through. Yeah. And it's the whole, like just one more thing moment. Uh, so like for my laptop dock, I hid the fact that it like magnetically attaches inside my desk till the end of the video. So what, I, what do you say on the video? You're like, and because I'm a crazy fuck, like it's a magnetic or something. I said, because I'm such a sick fuck, it magnetically attaches inside my desk. I legitimately yeah. laughed out loud when I heard that one. I was like, that one got me. That one got me. Because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, yeah. A good little uh, bleeped swear word here and there can really, uh, can really generate a good laugh. Yeah. Right. Some people get so mad about that. Dude, I, I put a I, swear word in the in the beginning of one of uh, my video that I think I think I just put it out. I don't remember. Um, no, no, I did. And I was like, I was like, so you started a woodworking business expecting 
all your clients just come flocking in, but you haven't sold a fucking thing. <laughs> I got like four emails from people that were like, no way, you know, really? I watched your videos every the, every week. I was like, I don't put out a video every week, but yeah. I watch your videos every week with my kids. And I was oh. appalled by the language you used in that video. It's like, did you bleep it out? I bleeped it out and I put a, I put a care bear in front of my mouth. So you couldn't even see what I was saying. That's funny. Yeah. That's what it is. I have, I've had, I've gotten like comments and stuff like that lately. Like I really liked your video until you started swearing and then I turned it off, but it's like, you know what? I swear from time to time. I don't know. Like we're all adults here. Can't we just, I don't know. How do these people like, operate in the real world? Yeah, exactly. Like you don't people swear in your like place of work or I don't know. At a certain point, you just want to you want to select an audience that's okay with you swearing. So I see that as just weeding out some of the the weeds. <laughs> it's what, what's they call like the the natural selection is what I was going yeah. for. Yes, exactly, exactly. But I can't believe you got emails for it though. That's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. People like to email they, me. I think they call it natural fucking selection. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. my! That might be the Definitely. that might be the show title. <laughs> the show title is the one where they learn about natural fucking selection. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, that's good. Oh. But you know what I mean? Like, you want an audience that resonates with whatever you're going to do. And if you're going to swear occasionally, which I think you know, reasonable adults can swear occasionally, then. You don't want people who are going to hit like the dislike button every time you swear. So just get them out early and move on with your life. I'm still convinced that the like dislike button doesn't do anything. Oh, of course. I don't think it does either. I don't think it does. But, <laughs> but it's hypothetically, there. if it did, it's there. Uh, um, oh, oh, on your coffee table thing, mm -hmm. you should pull a prank on people and be like, and then I put this one switch over here for something special. But like kind of allude to that, like in like the, the beginning third or half yeah. and then never address it at the end of the video or something oh, like that. I do love good comments bait like that. I don't know. <laughs> let me ask you, like if I if you what would be a, a special feature that would get you excited about a coffee table? I was thinking about having like some ambient lighting underneath it. So it's just kind of like illuminated down below it. But I don't know if that's really special water cool. to be water cooled. Yeah. Well, the, on, the first thing that came to my mind was something I can set my glass on that keeps mm -hmm. it cool. Oh, a little Peltier cooler you could probably do. But I don't know if there's any way. Hmm. Because it like would a, be like ugly. A cold... uh oh, we're losing Eric. Uh -oh. Um, Like a cold coaster. That would be cool. I Maybe you could how... 3D print some coasters that you hide in there somehow yeah and incorporate so, your printer as well so there's a there's a technology called like a peltier cooler that they use a lot on like small computers and it's basically just like a little pad and you run current through it one side of it gets hot one side of it gets cold yeah. uh so you could theoretically incorporate one of those into a coaster but then it's like how do you, you... got the hot side yeah, you have to have the hot side being cooled by like a fan on the other side. Hmm. Or water. Or water. I could have a little mini fridge in it. That'd be kind of fun. So, yeah, <laughs> I was like 
As you know, okay, you're sitting. At, I'm like, what do you need when you're sitting at your sofa? Okay, yes, you 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 need your your sound equipment because mm-hmm. no one likes to be on the couch and then you're like, oh, go pop that DVD in or like Horrible. go do this. You're like, damn it, yeah, or adjust something. It's all there. So that's mm-hmm. what you got to lean into the fact that this is like the lazy man's perfect coffee table. Yeah, and what yeah. does the lazy man need? The first thing that came into my mind. Or if you had like a hot dog cooker in there, <laughs> a popcorn machine, yeah. or like a like a small cooler for a couple beverages. Small cooler would be fun. I, I like that. I do like the small cooler idea. Just a little like kind of emergency, emergency <laughs> yes. bubbly supply in there at all times. Right. Hmm. Have it launch your remote back to you on the couch. Ooh. Oh, that's that'd be kind of cool. Ooh, like a little like like uh like like a spring-loaded yeah. remote dispenser, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, you guys have given me some stuff to think about here. So the title of that video could be like, "Your wife will hate this." <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking your media center is a waste of space. Um, your TV is going to be jealous. Yeah, TV is going to be jealous. Yeah. Um, You'll never leave your couch again. Yeah. <laughs> the living room redefined. <laughs> You'd usually get hemorrhoids on the toilet, but now it's going to be on your couch. <laughs> That's a little too too wordy. Too wordy. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be a little little slimmer than that. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to talk about this. Speaking of hemorrhoids, we Ooh. have new patrons this week. Oh, I can't believe we left it so late. Hey, you got to keep people guessing uh mm-hmm. we've got a odious oil fan nice uh, chris babik babik Ooh, that, that's i don't know i, I would say babik babik sound i've never i don't know i, I have a know. hard time it could be a bird enthusiast babi that's true yeah okay chris write in and let us know yeah yeah uh and we also got a rigid fan nice aiden isaacson okay that's a, that's a strong name. That's that's Easy. the kind of name I would expect if I was reading like a peer review medical journal. Aiden I was going I was going to say I could see that on the desk cover for a book very clearly. What would the book be about? Uh, something smart. And it be it be a thick book. I'm talking like a 600-page book, not one of these 300-page airport specials. He's on the back cover with a pipe in his mouth. Yeah, it's maybe a monocle. Ab- <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> a black and white photo. Yeah. Oh, of yes. course, of course. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Well, a very, very distinguished. <laughs> uh, but we've also got a returning top tier patrons. Hell yeah. Uh, we've got Brooke Appler, Dadu, mm-hmm. Luke Schmidt, uh, Derek Jennings at Pecantry Designs, which you'll you'll know as our our co-host, our producer, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Duvall. Jason Price at Priceless Pro Designs, Scott Eastman at EC's Woodshop, and of course, the Power Cocker, formerly known as Wes. We haven't heard any questions from him recently. Uh oh. Hope his identity hasn't gotten stolen again. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. a nightmare. But if uh, if you want to support the podcast, so you don't have to listen to fourteen dollar ads about how to get spotify or whatever the hell they are and you want you want your name on the show you want to get access to the after show which is an entire another podcast 
you want to get merch, you want to get on our Discord server, uh, all kinds of stuff, good stuff like that, you can go to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast. And there's a link in the show notes too. Yes, there is. I would I would actually venture to say that I have more fun on the after show. Uh, uh yeah, I mean it's going to say <laughs> <laughs> we talk about natural fucking selection every week on the after show. Right. I mean we we answer all people's good questions. We have some what was the one one we had last year it was like the we had to rate three woodworkers about which we would rather kill oh, and marry yeah. and stuff like that. So that was a good yeah. one. F Mary kill. Yeah, that right, yeah, it was a good one. But mm-hmm. yeah, join us over there. And remember what we always say: only you can can join us in the fight against the Green Suiters podcast. Every dollar that goes towards us doesn't go towards them, and that's the best thing that you can do with your money. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> We're go. a five hundred one c three registered charity. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if we were? And they're like, yeah. what's your mission statement? And we're like, we're just trying to take down the Green Series podcast. That's all we're, we're trying to do. No, no. You just go more broad. We're like, we're protecting people's ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they're like, uh, say no more, fam. No, they'd be like, all right, what do you want to register under? And we'd be like, we're the human fund. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Seinfeld. Do you remember that one? Yeah. The humanist. George makes a bunch of Christmas donations to the human fund for everybody. <laughs> It's not real. Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. But uh, well, what else you got? Anything else you got going on that's exciting over there, Zach? No, nothing too crazy. I'm uh, yeah, just I'm just trying to enjoy my summer a little bit. You know, I was talking. I was a little little strung out, little uh, or little strung. Out. I was a little burned out. So I've been just trying to take my time, be a little bit more uh, purposeful with my videos. Right. So right. That's that. I'm. I'm just taking some extra time on the ones I'm working on lately. What about you? What have you, you have you sifted through all of your sponsor requirements that you had? What do you mean sponsor requirements? So like, like I know like you're like oh, oh I had some like multi video contracts. Have you gotten through all those now? This is my last one that I'm finishing up. My okay. last. Yeah. Was it a Squarespace so, one? I assume. No, this one coming up is uh, it's uh, it was a two part uh, deal that I agreed to do with Surfshark. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So the first one was for Surfshark, and then the second one they have another service called Incogni. You know, um, you ever get those annoying robocalls? Mm-hmm. The, so this is a service that basically goes out there and contacts all the people who have your phone number and says, "Hey, delete the my client's data." Oh, I like so that. It's, bust your kneecaps. Yeah, or we'll bust your kneecaps. So I uh, I was pretty excited when I got the offer to do a sponsorship. And I've been using it. I think I've been getting less robocalls lately. I mean, I haven't got a robocall in a while, so I'm pretty happy about that. Do you have the thing on your phone where, like, you get... Yeah, it, it says, says, like, scam likely? Yes, but sometimes yeah, my they... my calls all the time. So, sometimes they find a way to get around that. It's not 100%. I get a lot of the 1-800 numbers. Yes. Yeah, those two. Those two for sure. It drives me nuts. I mean, I definitely get at least one or two a day. Yeah, I, I was the same way. Some days I would get like four or five, and it was driving me insane. Yeah. So it's like wow. anything that can help mitigate that, sign me up. Oh, I feel Ever it. since I listed my business on Google, I get three a day telling me I need to 
register my Google business account. Uh, oh, oh nice. my God. That's yeah. a big scam. Yeah. 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 Ugh, same three, horrible. same time of day, every day, all oh. from different numbers. Do you pick up and waste their time? No, I block them every day whenever I get Nothing. the call, but yeah. it, it's a new number every day. Yeah. And they, they, they spoof local numbers. Yeah, yes. so like if you would call that number back, they'd be, they'd be like, "Hi, this is Janet," and you're like, "Yeah, like fuck you, Janet." And Janet's like, "I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about, right?" <laughs> oh yeah, I've had people. I've had the opposite where people have called me and they're like, "Bro, you just called me." I'm like, "No, I didn't." Yeah. Like, yeah, you called me and you tried to scam me out of money by saying I need to register my Google account. I'm like, no, I didn't. That was a scammer who's spoofing my number. Like, no, you just called me. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hang up on you now. <laughs> you don't understand how this works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's I terrible. I can only do this stupid merry-go-round so many times with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess what's going on over in my world outside of Fusion 360? Yeah. Um, did I, t- so, did I tell you guys about the nightmare I had about putting my video out? Oh, no, I didn't. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. So I put out a video last, I, th- I think I put it out on Friday, maybe? It was, it was basically like five five reasons, like your your products or your your furniture or whatever isn't selling. Kind of oh, like yeah. tips of like how to, you know, get moving on stuff like that. But, yeah, so sorry, quick note about that. I did It didn't show me that on my personal YouTube feed, but then I signed into our off the cut feed to uh, just to copy and paste the show notes. And then it was the first video up there. So I didn't even know. So I'll watch that. Uh, I'll watch that soon. It's probably because it's not doing well, <laughs> but it was, it was the first one on the off the cut podcasts okay. account. So okay. interesting. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I sent the video out like a week ago to get okay. approved. Actually back up, back up. My, we talked about how my, basically the logic board on my new computer died. I had to and get so it replaced. I sent that out for repairs. Yes. And um, then I was basically working on my old MacBook Air. And so during that time, you know, my computer was out to get repairs. I was working on my MacBook Air. Um, I edited the video and everything. And it was just about done. Then my new computer came back. So then I just basically took the final cut file, put it back on my new computer. So working on it, everything, you know, I watched it through in final cut. Everything was fine. So I pressed, you know, export. I loaded it into YouTube. And for anybody who doesn't know how this works, um, Zach and I will load videos on publish it as an unlisted video. Mm-hmm. So then we can send um, the brands, the sponsors, the link for them to basically watch the final, like published version on YouTube, and then they they approve it or whatnot. Um, but then they don't want you to change that link because they want to ensure that you have not changed anything. Yes. Um, so they were like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you're all good, no problem." And so they're like, "Can you schedule? Or can you publish the video on Friday?" And I was like, absolutely. So it's like 30 minutes before I'm about to publish it. And I was like, oh, I forgot to like, you know, link to any relevant videos or whatever um, during it. And I play it back and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm getting these like whenever I had like little titles come up on screen, like, oh, there's a link to this or like check out the sponsor. There's a thing in the bottom or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just came up with a big red box 
that said missing media. Yeah, being oh. there before, being there before. And so I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so I like I I call uh, Regina, who's one of the people on our on our agents team. Um, I was like, hey, like I just noticed this. Like I'm going to try to publish this video as soon as possible. Let the sponsor know that like I'm not changing anything I say or display or whatever during the video. I just have an issue. And she's like, oh yeah, no problem, whatever. So I'm like scrubbing back through the video. I'm watching it on Final Cut. I'm like, okay, we're good. Export it again. Load it back into YouTube. And then, you know, it takes, what, like a half hour or so for them to, like, process the video and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The same damn thing happened. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why I can watch it in Final Cut. I have zero errors. But when I export it, it's showing missing media. So I just said, F it. And I just deleted all of the titles that, like, weren't, (laughs) like, rendering properly or something like that. Yeah. Dude, it was it took me like four or five hours to get it all situated. I have been in that exact place before. Oh, just some weird little rendering error that won't go away. I had a weird one where I was it was the Christmas special I did and I was trying to get it out before like Christmas Eve or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there was some transition I was using in the video was causing the audio to come out of sync. And I just I kept rendering it again and again and I just kept having this issue and I was like it I finally got it to work at like 11:59 the day before Christmas or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. it's infuriating. So, so do you export from Final Cut directly to YouTube or to your laptop and then upload to YouTube? To my I laptop d- and then to YouTube. Yes, I do the same thing. So I'm guessing there was, you know, some sort of rendering error that was happening right and so you just fixed it by removing all the things i just removed the titles i like yeah so in final cut like you have like your little your storyboard with all your different clips and then if you have a title it's basically just like a block that kind of sits on top of the clip i just just deleted the blocks and moved on and did the sponsor Hmm. give you any guff for that no okay but here's the craziest thing Mm mm-hmm there was like a 15, 20 second thing during the ad read. And they didn't notice. That three quarters of the screen was just covered by a big red block that said missing media. <laughs> I don't think they watched the video. Right. They must not have. Or or they assumed this is just a temporary placeholder. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. So that, that's the only thing I could think. But. They may, might not have even watched it. I do this all the time with sponsors. I'm surprised you were so worried about it because I'll often send like uh, I'll do what you did. I'll render the video, I'll upload it to YouTube. I'll put it as unlisted. I'll send it to them and I'll say, hey, here's this version is 90% done. It's mm-hmm. done up to the point where the ad read is, but I'm still tweaking some stuff in the background. I'm still working on some other things. So oh, this cool link won't be the final link. There'll be another one. And yeah, the, I've never had a agency give me any pushback on that. Usually it's after I've established a little bit of a reputation with them. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So if it's the first time working with sponsor, I could see them being a little bit worried about doing something like that, but I've never had anybody push back before. It was a nightmare. So then yeah, all that was going on. And then, you know, how I was also working on that workbench thing, right? Mm-hmm. We had that whole saga going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
I so on those little on the dog holes on the workbench, I bought those little they're called MFT plugs. Yes. So they're like these little teeny stainless steel cylinders that go in all the holes. So they're like perfectly flush and you won't drop a bunch of junk in there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had ordered a hundred because I was just like, I don't know. Seems like a reasonable guess. Yeah. Well, I made the workbench ended up needing more of them. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So I counted the holes I had and it was like 160 nine holes or something like that. So because I ordered a 100 pack, right? Mm -hmm. I ordered uh, a 75 pack, right? Sure. And then yeah. I would have, I had to have plenty. Yeah. Well, then I realized after, and they're coming from Europe. So it takes like two weeks to get here. Ugh, yeah. I opened the new box. I was like, I got 75. And so now I'm like, okay, I put a hundred in, I put 75 in and I'm like, why am I missing so many. So then I counted all of them. Well, in the first shipment, they only sent me a 75. So you got two now, 75s. So now I have two 75s for 150 total. So I'm short, you know, like 20 something. Mm -hmm. So I contact the brand. I'm like, hey, you know, here's what happened or whatever. And they were cool. They were cool. They gave me, they basically sent me out another pack, um, you know, at no charge, right? Oh, nice. Okay. But then, so I put them in. And then I'm like, Eric, you idiot. You miscounted again. <laughs> so now I'm four short. So I had to order another pack. <laughs> Just, and then because it's basically a flat rate shipping, when I ordered like a hundred of them, you know, I'm like, okay, it's going to be moderately heavy. You know, it's coming from the UK. It was like 20 bucks a ship, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So I ordered 10 of these little things. They're like the size of a quarter. <laughs> it cost me $35 oh, to ship it from the UK. That's annoying. And at this point, I was like, oh, whatever, just send them to me. Like, I'm, I'm so over this damn workbench. You should have just got another hundred just to be safe. <laughs> I considered it. I really did. No, I ordered, you might uh, lose a couple. I think an additional 25. So I'll have like 20 some extra. Okay. Okay. As long as you got some extra. Right. Oh. So I'm what's over next that damn in workbench? What's next in the queue now that you got the workbench done? I don't know. Okay. I had this idea of kind of talking about like another talking head video. Um, mm -hmm. I've again, I have no idea when it's going to come out. So I thought about doing like the router bits that everyone needs to start. Oh, that's a good one. Right, because yeah. like you go, you get a router, and you're like, "Oh, great, I got a router," and you're like, "I'm gonna use it," and you're like, "Oh, shit, I need a, I need a bit for it." Yeah, yeah. Get that 32 pack. Oh no, yeah, the 32 pack is garbage, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why I started out with, and that's why I hated yep. routers because I got like the Ryobi like 30 mm -hmm. some pack, and yep. we're like, oh, okay, the first couple cuts, you're like, man, this works really well, and then everything after that, tear out, garbage, burning. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, man, the router sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's all and the then, it's Yeah, all the and then J-Cat sent me one of his Astra-coded thingies. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is what a router is supposed to do. So I, I think I want to kind of talk about that. And yeah. I have an affiliate code for those router bits. So like, <laughs> True. you know, you know. So here is it called Here's Why Your Router Sucks? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Your router sucks, and here's why. 
Yeah. This but, is holding your rotor back. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of contemplating like a doing a talking head video because I just finished doing the building the workbench. Um I don't know. And I, I don't have anything right now that like I really need to build. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. I don't know. I'm trying just trying to keep the keep the train going of ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel I, like if I have something in my head, I should just go for it. Yeah. Know? I mean, if you have the, the bandwidth to do it, why not? Right, right. Yeah. I uh, I really want to build a, a 3D print workstation for my office. Like okay. right now, I got my 3D printers just kind of set up on a little hutch in the corner. But I would really love to build like a purpose-made workbench that's like got all the compartments, it's got space for, you know, two or three 3D printers, integrated storage for all the filaments, all the accessories and all this stuff. Um, but that's something I, it's these projects that I know are going to take me like two weeks to build. Right. And Whereas like, like, let's be real, that laptop stand, like what, how many days does that take you to build? It, yeah, exactly. It was like a day in the shop and then a day to film the intro outro. Right. So. Right. But yeah, if you so, build like a piece of furniture, it's going to take you a, a, a week. A at week, least. easy. Yeah. So that's why, like, I like these little tech projects to some degree because sometimes, you know, assuming everything goes according to plan, they're usually a little bit easier uh, on the filming side of things. But I do have a hankering to build some big furniture pieces. So see, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, do I just build something for the sake of building it, even though I don't yeah. need it? And I just like give it away to somebody like, is yeah. there a shop project that I don't want, but like would be fun to do. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. just give it away at the something end of the video. Yeah. I could do. Where you get, who, who's that one that, that goes and donates it to goodwill? Oh, oh. let you figure make it something. out or whatever. Or it's uh, like a, Dave Pachuto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He'll make these cool pieces of furniture, and then at the end of the video, he just drives up to Goodwill and like leaves it at their front door and then drives away. Oh, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you think he gets to write that off as a tax thing and, and all his, his effort into it? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Well, I want to hear from you guys. I yeah. am I'm over big projects. We've, we've talked about that for right now. Because mm-hmm. I did two big pain in the ass projects in a row. What's something small, like yeah. or a shop project, or like a plywood project, or something like that, that you think would be moderately interesting? Michael Borkholm. Any ideas? Any thoughts? Hmm. I did the clamp rack. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, one. Have you done th- anything for uh, handling sheets of plywood? Oh, like a little like gripper or something? On, yeah, the well, the the arms that people do to get it up on the table. Oh, uh, ooh, kind of like a plywood, like utility table. cart pivoty thing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That's not a bad idea. Um, what about a glue up station that's wall mounted? So I have do... considered like a fold up yeah. workbench kind of thing because I think honestly, yeah. honestly, in my space, I think it'd be kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. with the clamps like built into it, so that it's just like literally you just lift it up and then you tighten down the clamps and good to go. Oh, you're thinking of like a clamp, 
like a clamping rack that like I've seen John Malecki's got one in his shop where it's like basically wall mounted clamps. Yeah. And you just, and like, you throw just... your panels on there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, that's a neat idea. Oh, that's yeah, a neat yeah. idea. Find a way that you just kind of affix some parallel clamps in there. And it's basically like a holding rig for parallel clamps on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm imagining a two by four frame that integrates like, you know, five or six year parallel clamps, maybe eight, who knows, uh, that folds up, like folds out so that you can put all your material in it. Then you tighten down the clamps and then while it's drawing, you can just swing it back. So it's flat on the wall. That's not a bad idea. Just credit me in the video actually, when you do it. <laughs> yeah. I saw one man. similar where they, they have them on the wall at like a slight angle and then put yeah. the boards on there yeah. and then glue it up in place yeah. so that you have gravity working with you too. For sure. That's a good mm. idea. I like that. Ultimate DIY home backyard garage clamp rack. builder clamp rack extreme. No, it's called throw your clamp rack in the garbage. Mm. <laughs> your yeah. favorite rack. I don't know. Your wife's going to be jealous of this rack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Derek, yeah, you're on like fire that. tonight, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're we're over an hour. Yeah. We well, some, uh, we got some. Uh, what am I trying to say? Some Patreon questions for the after show. We had, say we head over there. Yeah, I like it. Let's get, we'll continue this conversation over there if we can think of anything good. Oh, sounds like Derek just got in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> this coaster drop my coaster <laughs> yeah all right everybody thank you so much for listening to uh off the cut and not listening to the green Suiters podcast remember yeah uh they're on apple and spotify if you want to assault your ears uh yeah, what did we say tell people about the show help help yep. grow us yep tell yeah. a friend send us some email with your questions if you're a patron we really only do questions in the after show now at this point eh? yeah yeah we need to okay. edit the intro yeah. Ooh, send us a new intro. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> waiting so, for somebody to do that. We're so demanding. We're so demanding. Derek made us one. It was pretty good. I, was like, nobody, I know it was funny. Nobody gives a shit about your, about intro, your intro, which is so true. <laughs> How many podcasts do you listen to? Do you listen to the intro or do you just go like plus 15, plus 15, plus 15? Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I kind of feel Probably like you almost out. need a, a warm up for some people. Yeah, we need a shorter one. I think you, you need one that's over before it gets going. Like the you can't skip this ad because it's okay. already over. I like that. This like this. Welcome to Off the Cut Podcast with Eric. You can't and Zach. skip this, this intro is- because it's already over. <laughs> yes, dude, make that podcast. I, make that intro. I am all in on that. Okay, okay, I'll whip that up tomorrow. That's good. You can't <laughs> skip this intro because it's already over. It's already over. Okay. And people will be like, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the idea of having like rotating intros. Like we'll just do one for like, you know, a few months and then go on to something else. You should spoof other podcast intros. Oh, yeah. That's good. That'd be good. Yeah. Oh, but they don't, I think they would have to be um, like in. Start with Green Suiters. Okay. Well, they don't really have an intro. Didn't you do that last week or the week before last? Uh, could have. I could have. I think I think that was an after show bonus. 
There's we a could, teaser for the after show. Yeah, that, oh, that was the after show. I did the after show intro. Mm-hmm. So you were oh, supposed to do right. the intro for this show. I know. I, it was actually last week, and I realized like five minutes into the show, I was like, oh, I was supposed to do the intro this week. Oh, well, screw yeah. it. Well. <laughs> anyway, we're going to head over to the after show. So if you want to yeah. listen to more of this nasally drone, that's where we'll be, baby. We're loving every second of it. Heck yeah. See you over there. <laughs> See you.